Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Um, I've had a little bit of a rough day, and Briar's oh, no. very sleepy, so we're gonna see. <laughs> we're gonna see where this takes us. You know, we're gonna see where the energy goes. But hey, you're getting that hashtag content. You're getting the freaking content, baby. You are getting. The content that of, you crave. Uh, that you crave. I, I, as you always, you're always telling me that you crave that content. All of you collectively are finding me and telling me how much you crave the content. You're always um, approaching me in the grocery store and saying, I love when you're tired. It's yeah. good content. <laughs> it's great content when you're so sleepy. And I say, please, I'm just, I'm trying to buy some eggs. Go please. off, King, give us nothing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so <laughs> today we are going to talk about another character I really couldn't believe we had done yet. Uh, and that's Rogue. At least you guys hey. know Rogue. <laughs> Olivia, you know what's good though for the day that we're uh -huh. both having? We're not talking yeah. about a Summers. <laughs> we're not. If we had, um... <laughs> no episode. Episode postponed. Yeah, episode actually cancelled. If we had <laughs> committed to doing Nate Gray this week as a bit, I would have just started crying. I would have been like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's still gonna be a lot, um, because it's Rogue, but, like... Most of it is going to be, you know, chronologically straightforward. Um, so there's that. Uh, as chronological as the X-Men get. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Rogue, I would say, like, probably one of the top five, like, most famous X-Men, like, to people who aren't, like, big comics people, like... I would I would say probably if you like grabbed a random person on the street and were like surfer a dollar name an X-Man. <laughs> I feel like Wolverine. Like that Yeah, it would be Wolverine. But I feel like the answers you would get would be like Wolverine, Cyclops, Professor X, Storm, Storm. Rogue would be like my guess for top 5. Um so the the point is Rogue is a pretty big deal. Uh, and it's weird that we've done 300 plus episodes and have not done Rogue. So we are going to remedy that starting right now. I think our problem to <laughs> to not remedy that right now, to postpone uh -huh. it a little bit. I think part of our problem yes. is every time we start talking about the X-Men, we eventually end up on a Grey or a Summers. And then we're like, well, we're done with this for now. We can't, we can't do this anymore, thank you. But this time we started We've... with them, so we need, like, a, a palate cleanser. Yes. Thank you, Rogue. Thank you, Rogue, for all that you've done for society. Um, so Rogue is, uh, created by Chris Claremont, uh, and Michael Golden. Uh, Chris Claremont, obviously... Very, very well known for his work on the X-Men in the 
70s and 80s and at subsequent times after that um but mostly for like those kind of like the period after the sort of like relaunched x-men uh in like the late 70s and rogue is not introduced as an x-men character uh although she is a mutant from the start uh and has connections to the x-men because she is uh running around with mystique and destiny um and their brotherhood of evil mutants um so the first time rogue shows up is in an avengers annual um where uh she is working with Mystique and Destiny and their brotherhood. Uh, and she looks pretty different in these, uh, init- I mean, not pretty different, but she's got like a short, she still has the white streaks, but she's got like a short haircut. And also she's designed to look like much more evil. Uh, so like, all of her features are a lot sharper. She looks older. Her nails are longer and more menacing. She's got like a, you know, kind of uh, more evil looking costume. Um, and she is, uh, it's pretty quickly revealed, uh, Mystique and Destiny's sort of adopted daughter. Um, even though... <laughs> Mystique and Destiny were not technically allowed to be gay textually. <laughs> um, it's still like, yep, this is uh, Mystique. She's a uh, shape-shifting woman, and this is Destiny. She's a an, an old lady who can see the future. Uh, and they live together and do anything to get do everything together and tell each other how important they are to each other all the time and this is the child that they raised who they're now doing super villainy with <laughs> um but you know it's uh it's gal pals um so the uh pretty big thing uh that happens to rogue kind of right off the bat so we find out in like these you know early appearances like uh we find out that mystique and mystique specifically found rogue as like a runaway and she was going by the name rogue because that's like what everybody where she grew up called her because of all the trouble she always was getting into um and uh mystique found her and took her in and then said hey do you want to join me and my gal pals brotherhood of evil mutants uh and she was like sure um and rogue's powers which people probably know um but uh rogue is able to absorb powers through touch and she also absorbs like people's sort of energy or life force and she absorbs their memories or like parts of their memories um and like parts of their psyche uh to whatever that means it's it's usually the word psyche 
Um, and it's just like, I don't know, some of their personality it just uh is it gets in there. Um <laughs> Hey, you got your personality and my powers. Hey you got your powers and my personality. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. Um and she's uh yeah, so so she she absorbs all that. Sometimes other stuff like some like I think she can absorb people's just like general like physical abilities and may, I guess I think sometimes like learned like information cuz I guess that kind of falls under memories. Um but it's like it's, I feel I I I'm not clear how much it like sticks around, and I think there's also been some kind of back and forths on Rogue's powers go through a lot of uh changes, um, and uh I think when she absorbs somebody's memories, they lose them, and then eventually they revert back to the person who had them, um, I think, uh, but it's probably also changed, so who knows. Um, anyways, it's also established pretty early on that, uh, her first incident, uh, with her powers awakening happened when she was kissing a boy who she was interested in named Cody, uh, and suddenly her powers just switched on, she started draining his life force, uh, and she left him in a coma, and she was extremely, extremely traumatized by this, obviously. Understandably. <laughs> Understandably. Yes. Uh, and since then, she is, like, she has not been able to figure out how to, like, control her powers, so it just activates when she wants to, so it's anytime she touches them, somebody else with, like, skin-to-skin contact, she automatically starts, like, absorbing them. Um, which she does not want to be doing all the time, so she is, uh, always wearing gloves and mostly covered. Um, so, in, uh, one of these pretty early appearances, um, she goes after Carol Danvers, um, who at this time is Ms. Marvel, uh, by herself. Um, I feel like the reason why has been retconned at some point, because I've seen it both as Mystique sends her after Carol Danvers because she's like, okay, uh, the Brotherhood is, you know, gearing up to do something big, so, uh, daughter, I need you to go, uh, absorb Ms. Marvel's powers so you're powered up. Um, or Destiny has a vision of the future that Ms. Marvel will be dangerous to Rogue somehow, uh, and so Mystique is trying to get rid of her, and Rogue's like, oh, my mom, uh, hates this woman for some reason, I will go fight her by myself to prove my abilities. Um, but whatever the reason... Uh, it's like, oh no, that's the dangerous part. <laughs> oh no! Um, Rogue uh, fights Ms. Marvel, 
beats her, absorbs her powers, and also her, like, memories and personality. Um, but because her, like, memories and personality are so strong, um, they are just, like, staying inside of Rogue as, like, a separate identity. Um, so... Carol, uh, lives. Rogue throws her off a bridge, uh, but she does live. Um. Okay. So Carol's, yeah, she's okay. Um, Carol's fine, but there's also another Carol who lives inside Rogue's head. Um, and is, like, depending on the situation, asserting herself to various degrees. Um. Listen to the Carol inside your head. Hey. Is what you're doing good? Think about this. Um, but Rogue also has her powers on a permanent basis. So she has, like, super strength and she can fly. Uh, and she's invulnerable. Um, so while she has these powers, she shows up in a few other things. She fights the Avengers. Um, and then she has a run-in with the X-Men, or at least some of the X-Men, um, who are with Carol and, uh, are like, Carol's like, hey, that's the girl who beat me up and (laughs) stole my personality and threw me off a bridge. And they're like, hey, what the hell? Um, so, uh, you know, obviously they fight, um, and Rogue manages to beat them and get away. And then she, uh, shows up a few more times, um, working together with the Brotherhood. She shows, she shows up in Dazzler's solo series just as, like, she just really hates Dazzler. (laughs) She just decides, like, I'm gonna ruin Dazzler's whole day, um, (laughs) and just shows up to do that, which, I mean, you know, listen, she's going through a lot. You shouldn't do that. But no, it's very mean. It's very mean. A little bit funny, but you shouldn't do it. Just arbitrarily picking a rival is incredibly funny. Yeah. But uh after some of these villainous appearances, uh she starts to get really overwhelmed by the person she has living inside of her brain. Um, Understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, okay, well, I need someone to help me with this. Uh, and I, uh, my gay moms aren't able to do it. So I am just, I'm going to try and go to that guy in the wheelchair who leads the X-Men, see if he can help, and just hope they don't try and kill me on sight. <laughs> um... <laughs> So she goes to the X-Men. Why not go to Emma? <laughs> well, this is, uh... Well, also, the cost would be too high. Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emma would be like, well, you're mine now. <laughs> exactly. Um, would love to see that alternate universe, though. I think it might be fun. Um, so, uh, she goes to Professor X, and Professor X is like, okay, well, I... Cannot take this woman out of your brain. Um, but I could, uh, I can help you if you want to, like, 
join the school and be on the team. Like, we can help, you know, help you deal with it. Um, and most of the other X-Men are like, uh, wait, no, she tried to, like, kill us. Um, and Professor X, in a rare moment of, uh, being right about things, is like, okay, but she's also, like, really young, and she's clearly going through it, so I think <laughs> maybe it's our job as X-Men to give her a chance. Um, so, things are a little fraught at first, uh, with Rogue being on the team, um, but, uh, she does ultimately prove herself on several occasions, including taking a hit, uh, to save Wolverine's girlfriend Mariko's life, uh, and then, um, I'm really glad that sentence didn't just stop at Wolverine, because it's like, Wolverine can take a hit. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's his whole job. Yeah, like, it would have been, you know, very heroic, but also, that's sort of what he does. He's the best he is at what he does, and what he does is get hit so, so much. But, uh, she saves Mariko, and then, uh, while she's, like, grievously injured, uh, Logan is like, here, take my... Touch me and take my healing powers so you can heal yourself. And she's like, oh, but if I touch you, I might kill you. And <laughs> Logan's like, that's what you're worried about while you're dying? Um, and then he's like, oh, gee, yeah, I guess, I guess I care about this girl. <laughs> Just like, hey, Logan has a healing ability. I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. Um... He's taken worse hits. Also, he does owe you for saving his girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. Um, at some point also, Mystique does show up to be like, my daughter who's been kidnapped by the X-Men. And Rogue is like, no, no, I'm here. I want to be here. I actually kind of, turns out I, I uh, prefer being a superhero because um, doing crimes was kind of stressful to me. The, like, the the Rogue and Mystique relationship um, is <laughs> very tumultuous, um, and I feel like different writers interpret it differently from, like, Mystique being, like, like, still, like, putting Rogue first in just, like, a very kind of Mystique way where she doesn't really care about anyone else or the people that Rogue cares about. Um, and sometimes Mystique just going, like, full evil and being like, well, you're dead to me, and, like, shooting her. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, Destiny and Rogue, I think, were always kind of, like, closer, uh, but Destiny dies at some point, like, in the 80s, uh, and... Yeah, everybody's a little messed up about it. Um, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, but Rogue uh, continues to be on the X-Men. She's still uh, dealing with um, Carol Danvers being in her brain. Um, occasionally, the, like, Carol personality will, like, assume charge of Rogue's body, 
Um, whether that's because Rogue got knocked out, um, or because there's like something going on with somebody that's like important to Carol, and Carol's like, give me this one. I I gotta handle this. But she's uh dealing with that. Um still stressful, also still makes her feel bad about, you know, her powers and uh what she is capable of. Um she along with the oh, there's also um a moment in Genosha uh where Rogue and Wolverine are captured uh and Rogue is assaulted by some of the guards uh and the Carol personality is like okay this this is too much for you let i tag me in let me take over you are going through it put me in coach i'm ready put me in coach uh so carol sort of guides rogue's body out of genosha to safety um so they uh are in australia because uh they fake their deaths. They don't intentionally fake their deaths. They are, uh... But if people think that you're dead, you might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, exactly. You might as well take advantage of it and go to Australia and, uh, work from secret. Um, while they're in Australia, Rogue has, like, a sort of flirtation with, uh, Longshot, which is, again, maybe just to annoy Dazzler. <laughs> Which is very funny. Um, Longshot doesn't get it. Um, <laughs> Longshot is a himbo, and he's like doesn't really know when people are flirting with him or not. So mood. Yeah. Um, she finally um, loses the Carol personality in her brain because she goes through the siege perilous which is a magical artifact portal type thing that you pass through and it, like, assigns you a new identity, sort like, based on, like, what it feels is fitting to you. Like, some people lose their memories, some people don't, some people, like, it just sends you someplace terrible, some people, like, end up like, go live a totally normal life. It's very, I don't, if you couldn't guess, I don't really understand what it is or how it works, but it's a thing that you go through and you sometimes lose your memories or come out changed in some way. Um, but she goes through it because she, like, has to during a fight and she ends up in the Savage Land, uh, and Carol is no longer in her brain, but there's a, like, the Carol personality manifests as, like, a zombie Carol who attacks her, um, and Rogue, like, feels too bad about everything she did to Carol to really fight back, uh, until <laughs> Magneto shows up, who's hanging out in the Savage Land, uh, and- He's on vacation. He's on vacation, but he's like, ah, oh, chucking more X-Men shit. Um. It's like, God damn it! every time- <laughs> Try to have a nice yeah. holiday by myself. <laughs> but uh, he destroys the zombie Carol 
Uh, and then he and Rogue have, like, a, like, weird brief romance in the Savage Land. Um. Weird. (laughs) Weird. And it's something that, like, they've returned to a few times. Um, like, in Age of Apocalypse, they're together. Um, and then again, more recently, in, like, the late 2000s, they, like, got back together. It's, it's weird. It's weird for a lot of reasons. Um, I feel like the reason it's most weird to me is, like, I think this is just the Ian McKellen-ness of it. I I can't think of Magneto. Yeah. I cannot imagine Magneto having a romance with a woman. Yeah, just, like, in my head, that's a gay man. Especially (laughs) a young woman. Like, either it's gotta be... I do think of just comics books Ian McKellen, and I can't picture Ian McKellen kissing a woman. I'm sure he's probably had to do it somewhere in his career. Yeah, I'm I'm sure, and I'm sure he could be very convincing about it. But it's also just, like... I can't picture it. I cannot imagine it. I can't it. picture it. And also, he does definitely play Magneto as gay. <laughs> so For sure. A hundred percent. It... That was just a very formative reading of Magneto for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, there's there's some stuff about those movies that are good, and there's some stuff that is not good, but, like, Ian McKellen as Magneto is it's just good. the thing that really rewires your brain. Just the McKellen Patrick Stewart of it all is very it's formative. Really something. Yeah. So, um, she has this brief romance with Magneto, and then she leaves when she's like, oh, Magneto's doing evil stuff. Um, (laughs) I gotta go. Uh, and she ends up on Muir Island, where everybody is being, uh, psychically influenced by the Shadow King. Um, and this is where she is first introduced to Gambit who will become her uh, longest-term on-again-off-again love interest. Like, arguably, I would say sort of the, like, beta couple in the TV trope sense of the X-Men universe. It's, like, Scott and Jean, and whatever they're doing, and then <laughs> Rogue and Gambit. <laughs> and whatever they're doing, which is a very different thing. <laughs> but it's something. But, uh, they're both being influenced by the Shadow King, um, so they make out while under this kind of dark psychic influence, uh, and then- Weird for the Shadow King to do. Like, I- he's- he's not, like, puppeting them around, (laughs) he's just, like, extended sort of a blanket of, like, vibes- over Muir Island, so everybody's, like, acting on their, like, dark impulses or whatever. Um, <laughs> Love making out with a guy together, based like, off of dolls. a dark impulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, afterwards, Gambit remembers what happened, and Rogue didn't. Gambit's like, this is weird. Do I tell you? <laughs> Do, Do I- we, Should we talk about this? Um... I feel like this is something we should talk about. And she's like, I literally don't remember. And he's like, but I do. And I feel like we should talk about it. And she's like, how would I talk about it? 
I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about. It's like talking about the weather when you haven't been outside in ten years. I would have no way of knowing. <laughs> um. So, throughout a lot of the 90s, I like, early 90s at least, I think most of the 90s, and I mean it's continued, but a lot of Rogue's kind of storyline is about this relationship with Gambit, um, and, like, her being like, oh, I'm, like, you know, I'm really into him, but we can't touch because of my powers, um... Didn't stop me from also, making out. <laughs> well, there was dark impulses. There was dark psychic energies. I can't. T well, and he's like, I'm fine. Literally, we already made out and I'm okay. Yeah, but. <laughs> like, no, I'm, no. I literally survived. <laughs> it's fine. She's like, how yeah. do I know you're not just lying to me? <laughs> yeah. I how don't do remember know? any of it. What if you weren't fine? <laughs> what if you got really messed up? And I just don't know because I don't remember. Yeah. But um, there's that element to it. Um, there's also the fact that uh, Gambit has a lot of secrets and a mysterious past um, that he acts sort of shady about. Um at some point, she finds out that he has a uh, an ex-wife, and his ex-wife is also a, like, famous thief, and she, uh, she, like, her name's, her name's Belladonna, because, of course, um, it's, like, Rogue encounters her, like, for some reason, I think she's, like, Belladonna is, like, unconscious in the hospital, and Rogue's there, and she's like, ooh, what if I just real quick oh, absorbed her memories so I could learn more about Gambit? Dark impulses. Yeah. Um, and Belladonna, when she finds out about this, is mad, understandably. Yeah. Um, and so she uh, kidnaps uh, Rogue's, the, the boy that she kissed as a teenager who's in a coma, um why which is an you... unfair escalation and also he's in a coma why? he's in a coma uh he's in a coma and she kills i don't think her original plan was to kill him but he ends up dying uh well yeah and... she took him out of the hospital yeah um and rogue is pretty upset about it but she has like a uh She's able to, like, make a psychic connection with his spirit, um, and he's like, Rogue, it's okay, I don't blame you. You didn't know that any of this was going to happen. And she's like, okay, thank you, Cody. <laughs> um, so, uh, she ends up breaking up with Gambit for a little bit because, um, they find out that he was working for Mr. Sinister um, right before you first met the X-Men, and he, uh, told the Marauders where the Morlock tunnels were, and then the Marauders went and killed all the Morlocks, and Gambit was not aware that they were going to kill everybody, um, but he was still working for Mr. Sinister. 
and the Marauders. So everybody's pretty mad at him. Uh, and Rogue ditches him in Antarctica. Uh, and then eventually they uh, get back together and she forgives him. And the rest of the X-Men also forgive him. Then uh, we, get, we, we get into a lot of uh, power flip-flopping. Because there's a Skrull named Zakan um who is like able to like telepathically induce kind of a secondary mutation to rogue's powers um where she is able to uh like use powers that she's absorbed previously without being without needing to absorb them again um so if she's you know, like, absorb Wolverine's healing factor in the past, she can, like, summon Wolverine's healing factor if she needs it. Um, Swiss army powers. Swiss army powers. Um, But again, with this, she has some difficulty fully controlling it. And then in the early 2000s, she's able to, like, kind of kick it up one notch further where she can uh, not only summon like, anything she's ever absorbed before, but she can, like, manifest, like, a bunch of them at once. Um, so she can just be a, a, a weird, like, 11 power woman. Um, but she does lose her powers. Um, both she and Gambit lose their powers in a fight with, uh, Vargas. It would be funny uh, if that sentence did end at in a fight, and it's just like a fight. a fight with each other. Yeah, they just got they got really mad at each They're other, just and having they... a, like a, a an argument, and then all of a sudden yeah. it's like, oh shit, ah, our fucking powers! No, we argued too hard. Yeah. So for a while, um, Rogan Gambit end up like sort of retiring to this, like, beach town, um, where they live a sort of, uh, normal life. Um, Gambit's, like, doing crimes, but that's, like, normal for Gambit, so. (laughs) Um, but they do, um, team back up with the X-Men when the X-Men need help, and Gambit gets his powers back, but Rogue does not and is not necessarily interested in getting them back um but at some point they're just like just kind of back again like she just shows up it's like oh rogue uh she got her powers back don't worry about it so uh in like 2004 ish um she gets a mini series where they finally give her a backstory like pre mystique and destiny um that she was uh raised in a sort of like commune um by her parents and uh her mom was interested in this like this kind of spiritual practice the commune was engaging in to try and like commune with the astral plane uh and she ended up disappearing um 
and commuted uh, too hard. She commuted too hard, uh, and then her dad left, and Rogue ended up being raised by her aunt, uh, who she eventually ran away from because she like felt neglected, and then at over in this miniseries, she like returns to her hometown and she like reconciles with her aunt, and her aunt's like, "I'm sorry, I wasn't very good." at raising you and rogues like well i'm i'm sorry i ran away uh turns out a bunch of really weird stuff happened after that um and she's also able to somehow like use her powers to like contact her mom's spirit which is like trapped in the astral plane now but she's able to like talk to her i think and also uh in this series they finally give her a name, uh, which is Anna Marie, uh, because prior to that, she had no, no other name besides Rogue. Um. No civilian identity. No civilian identity. Um, and I mean, it's not that she, like, didn't remember her name or something. She just didn't, like. Use it. Didn't use it. She was, yeah, she's just like, I'm Rogue. You don't need to know anything else. But, uh, they establish all this. Um, she also, for a little bit, ends up with, uh, Sunfire's powers, like, on a permanent basis, the way she had, like, Ms. Marvel's powers. So she has just, like, fire powers that she's able to use all the time for a little bit. Uh, there is a completely bizarre story where Mystique disguises herself as a student um, at the school to seduce Gambit to break up Rogan Gambit because she doesn't she doesn't like Gambit dating her daughter and she has like other options who she thinks would be much better boyfriends. I do remember talking about this. Yeah. But also it's a- it's so wild. It's like, no, no, it's, surely that can't be something that's happened. I must have mis- misremembered that. No, that that happens. She does do that. Um, it doesn't go well for anybody. No, nobody's happy. <laughs> Mystique doesn't even get what she wants. Well, she does kind of, because they, like, Rogue and Gambit end up fighting. But they fight because, uh... Like, Mystique had, like, revealed herself to be Mystique to Gambit. And Rogue's like, why didn't you tell me my mom was here and (laughs) weirdly trying to break us up? And Gambit's like, I don't know if I want to get, like, in the middle of whatever's happening with you guys. And then uh, they have a fight and Mystique's like, well, that sort of accomplishes what I wanted. (laughs) Um, And then Mystique's like, can I join the X-Men? And Rogue and Gambit are like, no. But the rest of the X-Men are like, okay. So Mystique's just there. After all of that, which is very funny. Uh, so then House of M happens. Um, and then after that, uh, Gambit leaves, um, because he gets turned into death by Apocalypse and he's like, uh, feels (laughs) weird and bad about it. So he leaves. Uh, and then Rogue becomes the leader of a new squad of X-Men, um, where uh, Scott is like, Rogue, I think you should uh, lead your own squad. You can, um, you know, just like pick 
whoever you want. And she picks a team that's like mostly villains. And Scott's like, okay, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure that's who you want? I mean, okay, but. I did say um, whoever you want. I did say that. Um, it would be weird if I went back on that now. Yeah. Uh, over the course of this, she gets um, infected with a virus by a villain called Pandemic. And the likely virus... thing for Pandemic to do. Yeah, classic Pandemic move. Um, the virus makes her powers go wonky again. Uh, and now it's if she touches anybody, she'll kill them instantly. Um, and then while she's dealing with this, um, there's this Shi'ar weapon called a Hecatomb that's it's like one heck made of a tomb. out. It's a heck of a tomb that's like got like a bunch of people's psyches powering it. And in order to stop it, like millions, like millions of psyches powering it. And in order to stop it, Rogue needs to absorb all of them into her. Um, and then uh, she goes into a coma. <laughs> uh, Understandable. Then, yes. Um, and then there's a very complicated thing, because right after this is Messiah Complex, which we talked about last week, which is the story about uh, the first baby born after M-Day. Um, and Mystique and Gambit both um, work with Mr. Sinister during this because Mr. Sinister is trying to get, obviously, trying to get his hands on the, the baby. Um, and they both kidnap a baby. Classic move. Um, and they both work with him, but they're both doing it because Mystique is like, oh, the... Uh, like destiny like one of destiny's diaries said that this baby is going to be able to help rogue and gambit's like well i want to help rogue so i'll work with you um <laughs> and then they do manage to get the baby and then um mystique just sort of boops the baby against rogue um and it uh like resets her powers basically like deletes all of the like millions of of minds that she's absorbed um and rogue wakes up and then she realizes that mystique just like you know booped her with this baby and it could have killed the baby and she's really upset and so she grabs mystique and uh absorbs mystique and then puts mystique into a coma oh, um no. <laughs> so you know just mothers and daughters man um, so she, uh, oh my god, okay, so Professor X is able to figure out that, uh, the reason Rogue's powers have always been so uncontrollable is because, uh, she had, like, put up psychic walls, uh, in order to, uh, like, protect herself from these other like consciousnesses that she's absorbed but the psychic walls were preventing her powers from developing um so uh professor x like psychically removes the walls 
And, I hope he uh, asked permission pound. first. Yeah, no, he does. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure. It's probably. He probably does. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Are we, we sure, know Professor are we sure X loves Professor to ask X permission. does some shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that's true. Um, but it, uh, makes, Ro- it gives Rogue control of her powers. So she's able to touch people and not absorb them unless she wants to. Um, but the problem is, it's like sort of like one of the most iconic things about Rogue, um, is like the, like this, this is the difficulty when you give a character like a very compelling, like, you know, struggle is like, well, this is, you know, one of the things people want to read about is Rogue having this like internal torment and these like, you know, trying to figure out, like, her powers and, like, dealing with this, like, sense of isolation and all of that. Um, but also, in order for character development to happen, like, it can't be like that forever. Which is true, like, in a lot of ways on, like, a small scale, or, like, a large scale with, like, a lot of characters, it's like, well, you know, like, Batman's never gonna, like, get over his parents' death because then there's not really any more Batman <laughs> stories. <laughs> um so this is sort of the the dilemma of it. Uh and they uh, do serialized up... media. So, oh boy. Ain't that the truth. You have to um, have character development, but not too much. Not too much of it. Um so they do end up reversing it because after um Avengers versus X-Men uh they form this like Avengers Unity Squad which they've done again now after Fall of X um but the intent being that it would be X-Men and Avengers working together to kind of repair the relationship between the X-Men and the Avengers and also mutants and humans uh and Rogue is part of this squad um, and she, uh, in order to, um, like, towards the end of this, like, in order to save the world, uh, they're like, okay, Rogue, you need to, like, absorb everybody's powers at once and use them. Uh, and after she absorbs them, one of the, uh, people she absorbs is Wonder Man. Um, And because of Wonder Man's, like, ionic powers, for whatever reason, she's, like, not able to, like, give them back afterwards. Um, and... She's like, I guess I'm Wonder Man now. Yeah, also, now her powers are on the fritz again, and she can't control them. So, now it's back to, uh rogue not being able to touch people and feeling angst about it and also the like flying and super strength power set that rogue had for a long time when she had ms marvel's powers so just are kind of like setting things resetting things in a lot of ways but then um in uh uh there's two rogue and gambit uh, a series written kind of back to back. Um, I think by Kelly Thompson. One is 
I think just called Rogan Gambit and one is called Mr. and Mrs. X. Um, and in one of those, uh, Rogue figures out with, uh, the help of, I think, Spiral, um, that the reason that she can't control her powers is because she, uh, has not come to terms with all of her trauma, especially what happened to her on Genosha. Um, and she needs to, like, deal with that and accept it in order to be able to control them. So she is now able to control them, I think. Um, I think, I think where we're at with Rogue Power-wise is she is able to control her powers and also she does still have wonder man powers um but i'm i'm not 100% sure cuz again they really love to change this a lot um also uh somewhat recently uh when kitty and uh piotr were supposed to get married and they ended up not getting married because uh kitty decided she wasn't ready um gambit was like well we have everything set up for a wedding. Rogue, do you want to get married? <laughs> and she's like, sure. Um, so they're married now. They've been married since, I forget when this happens. It feels like, I don't, it wasn't that long ago. Like five or so years. Um, they've been married since then, uh, which is, you know, good for them. Um, Proud of them proud of them uh on krakoa um the two of them were both uh part of excalibur um where they were having adventures with uh bessie braddock in Otherworld. um rogue absorbed apocalypse's powers at some point which was cool uh and after fall of x she is again part of the new uh Avengers Unity Squad that's like uh you know intended to kind of improve public perception of mutants after uh the fall of X led to them being uh framed for a bunch of stuff and seen as like this enemy of humanity. So that's what Rogue's doing now. Um I know that was a, there was a lot there was a lot of stuff I I <laughs> I skimmed over, but, uh, yeah, she's, uh, I, I, I mean, I like Rogue. She's obviously very iconic. Um, I think she tends to be kind of, like, fun. Like, even when she's, like, sad, she's, like, not really a super, like, dark character. Um, and, uh, I like that she was, uh, raised by lesbian criminals <laughs> i think that's a good backstory for anybody to have it's such a good backstory even before they were legally allowed to be lesbians yeah even before you were allowed to say on a comic book page these are lesbians and this is their daughter this is their beautiful daughter who they love yes they will even do though they sometimes anything to protect her yes including make some terrible terrible decisions Booping her with a random baby. Yep. <sighs> All right. I haven't you... read any comics. I've just been sewing. Okay. <laughs> sewing is uh important. I 
I've been meaning to talk for like a couple of weeks, and I think I keep forgetting um, about Danny Phantom, A Glitch in Time, uh, which is a new-ish Danny Phantom graphic novel. I I don't think it's come up on the show before, but it should probably be a surprise to no one that Danny Phantom is a thing that Briar and I enjoy. I am pretty sure I have sung the Danny Phantom theme multiple times on this show. Okay, you know, that, I am 99% sure I have (laughs) more than once. (laughs) Um... I love that for us. Uh, anyways, it was a, uh, it's a very, very, uh, fun story. It takes place kind of, uh, like post canon. Um, it's got, uh, all the hits, all the classics. Vlad is there. Valerie's there. Jazz is there. All my, all my friends. (laughs) Um, and it is, uh, very charming. And obviously written with, like, a lot of love for the show. Um, uh, the author, I do, I don't have the Danny Phantom graphic novel, but I do have a fanzine uh, where the <laughs> moderator is the same person. Good. Perfect. So, you know, it uh, comes from a place of love. Yes. It's not just like, hello, artist. Can I pay you to do a thing? It's like, hey, yes, yes, absolutely, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yes, that that was very that was very enjoyable. If you, it, I don't think it would have any appeal if you don't care about Danny Phantom. But if you do, it's pretty good. Um, and also a couple weeks ago, um, Tom King announced a new project with uh Bill Quis Evely, who he worked on for uh Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, um, that is like a gothic story with fantasy elements called Helen of Windhorn, um that looks super cool. Uh so I'm excited about that. Um and I think that's everything. Uh, If you want to keep up with us, see when we post new episodes, you can follow us on, uh, whoa, I almost knocked over my iPad. Um, (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook uh, at Capes and Japes. Um, You can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. We have a Discord server if you want to join us on there. Um, we have a Patreon where you can get bonus content, watch stuff with us, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us there, but you want to help us out, um, in another way, leaving a rating and review is very appreciated. Um, telling a friend about the show if you think they might want to listen, uh, and just coming back and joining us as you've done once again today. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, don't kiss me sexy rogue. I don't want to go into a coma. (laughs) Please do not kiss me sexy rogue. I'm sorry.
I gotta go take care of these dogs. They're barking.